Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 9, and it's located on page 1820. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exacerbate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve, over, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are a slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no favoritism with God. Let's start by taking a moment to reflect on this question. How do you feel about your parents? What's your first reaction when you think about your parents? I suspect it's a question that evokes a variety of responses because it does for me. And there are so many different factors that will affect how you answer that question. Perhaps it will depend on your age or stage in life. I know my feelings and attitudes towards my parents have changed as I've grown older. It will depend on your culture that you've grown up in. Some cultures treat the elderly parents with great respect, while others are closer to ridicule. It will depend on your particular situation, Some parents are nearby, some are far away, some in good health, some in a care home. And it depends on your experience of your parents. Some of us have had good and great experiences with our parents, with experience of love, warmth and appreciation. Unfortunately, others have had very painful experiences. Parents who have left the family, being absent, unkind, manipulative, and at worst, abusive. And our instinctive reactions can be readily and understandably anger, sadness, and fear. We have to navigate all these factors and responses when we come to the fifth commandment today. We're in the middle of our current series on the Ten Commandments, which we're learning their rules for freedom. And so far, the first four commandments that God has given have been directed on how we can love God. Now, the rest of the commandments, the remaining six, turn to how we are to love one another. And the interesting thing, the pivot point, starts with relating to parents. So we read the fifth commandment. It says, Honour your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, 
so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So why is honouring your parents so important? Why is it included in the Ten Commandments? And I think there are two reasons. The first starts with the word honour. The Hebrew word that has been translated as honour means heavy or regard as weighty. You can say to treat with gravitas. The call to honour parents in this way is echoed in our call to honour God himself in a similar, if not the same way. And this is because parents act actually in a kind of divine way. And this is the observation made by the oldest interpretation of the Ten Commandments by Philo of Alexandria, who wrote this. He says, For parents themselves are something between divine and human nature, partaking of both, of human nature in as much as it is plain that they have been born and they will die, and of divine nature, because they have engendered other beings and brought what did not exist into existence. For in my opinion, what God is to the world, that parents are to their children. And that last line has been something that's just been really resonating in my mind. What God is to the world, that parents are to their children. I shared this with a fellow dad who lives in the area. And um, we were just continuing to reflect on that last line. What God is to the world, parents are to their children. And you can kind of see if in that perspective... In the word honour, heavy, weighty, parents do have a very weighty, heavy privilege and responsibility, doesn't it? Because we are partaking in something of God to bring about creation, offspring. And in some ways we are God's responsibility to then teach them in the ways of the Lord. Um, And so that's something that's really impressed upon my heart if you are thinking about your own parents or if you might be in a place where you're thinking about being parents take for a moment and let that weighty privilege and responsibility sink in for a moment and have a discussion of what that would mean that God would impart part of his nature to allow you to be God-like in that sense but also to have that weighty responsibility to nurture a child into the ways of the Lord. I think that's something that's worth mulling over and talking a lot about. And so we see this structural equivalence between God, the creator, and the parents who created us. It is as if God is allowing parents to be God's representative in the family. And so the attitude in honouring parents is intrinsically the same attitude in honouring God. Do you get that? If parents are to embody both natures and to honour a parent is to both honour the divine nature and to also honour the human nature. So the commandment to honour our parents in their role and oversight and natural authority will inherently shape the way we honour God in his role and oversight and natural authority over us. Really, I just want to start in a nutshell. The commandment... within the place of a family shapes our attitudes towards all authority. 
Can you see, parents provide the bridge between honouring God's authority and human authority. As one commentator says, beginning with the fifth commandment, a person forms his attitude towards authority in general. If they can respect and honour a parent, they thereby can honour and respect the divine nature, God the Father, and also incubate and learn to respect authority of human nature. And that's why I think honour father and mother bridges the first four commandments about loving God and the rest of the commandments in loving others because parents act as that bridge. They inherit both natures. And because it is in the family that we learn from the beginning of our existence to honour the authority structures of this world. And so we really need to see that the vision of the fifth commandment is much larger than listening to mum and dad. So I want us to kind of really encapsulate and envisage that vision that today's talk is not just about mum and dad and the family unit, it's much more than that. Because family order and cohesion is the foundation of building societies and cultures and countries to flourish on social order, trust and mutual respect. And so the fifth commandment makes this vision of flourishing very explicit. We are to honour our mother and father, our father and mother, as it says, as we read in the passage of Ephesians, is actually one of the commandments that comes with the promise, and it's the promise that, so that you may live long and that you may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. See, Israelites' parents acted as a channel for God's authority as they taught, guided, and disciplined their children to know God, know his salvation, and to know his rule. And God's rules and commandments wasn't things to uh, act as a tyranny over them, but it showed them how to live according to God's purposes and design so that their lives would be good, full, and prosperous in all aspects so that rebellious children were not simply those who didn't submit to their parents, but also those who refused to live according to God's good laws and standards. And vice versa, if parents didn't impart God's way to children, then the next generation would be led astray with the wider implication of destabilising the Israelite society. When children obeyed and honoured their parents, and when parents taught and disciplined their children in God's way, there will be generational blessing. By living out the commandments that God has given, it will enable them to live good, full and healthy lives. That was the promise of blessing that comes from the fifth commandment. So then how do we practically honour our parents? Well, we honour our parents through obedience, gratitude and care. Obedience, gratitude and care. Obviously, when children are dependents, living under a parent's roof, honour naturally entails obeying parents. This, of course, implies that parents are to teach and give instructions, particularly about God and the good news of Jesus Christ. But there are limits to honour parents by obedience, and I'll get back to that. But when we leave home, become independent, we're now able to make decisions for ourselves At this life stage, the way we honour our parents is shown by our attitudes towards them. The way we talk about our parents shows our attitudes about them. And a way to avoid the temptation to mock or despise them is to express gratitudes towards them. Look, we know our parents are not perfect. 
And we know that very intimately, don't we? But we should be reminded that the life of a parent is one of constant sacrifice. Sacrifice of money, time, desire, sleep, and sometimes tears. It's God's ordained office of great sacrifice. And the one of the ways that we can show honour to those who have sacrificed so much for us is simply by being grateful, particularly with our words about them. As parents become elderly, honouring will be practical care for them. And the Bible actually has some very strong words about this. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, we read, Anyone who does not provide for their relative, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than un." And an unbeliever. And look, I have to say, this has been rather convicting for me because my parents are usually at the back of my mind in the busyness of my weeks. They're either at the bottom or, if not on at all, on my to do list. And although my parents are physically and mentally well at the moment, I think I can still show care for them by just showing interest in their lives, by seeing them more, by speaking more to them. And a big way we can show honour to our parents is perhaps just to pick up the phone and call to say hello. And for some of us, that might be a really good start in the right direction. But as I've mentioned before, the fifth commandment has a much broader application. And there's a long tradition of understanding this commandment, as well as all of the commandments, as having a wider implication. Christians over history have understood that the fifth commandment is not just about parents and children, but about the parent-child relationship as a template for other relationships of authority in our lives. The apostle points out this connection in the passage that was read in Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your mother and father which is the first commandment with a promise, so that you may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Then he goes on to say further, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not to win their favour when their eyes is on you, but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you're serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. See, Paul is saying children's attitude of honour and respecting their children is the same attitude required for slaves towards their masters. And today's equivalent is more employees towards their employers. Paul says elsewhere in Hebrews 13.7 to obey the leaders in the church. He says also in Romans 13, we ought to be subject to the governing authorities. See, what Paul is showing is that our attitude and our posture in our family life will spill out into our work life, into our church life, into our civil life. The call to honour and respect all these authorities is because God has ordained authoritative, good, loving leadership in the home, in the church, and in our society. And so when someone has difficulty with relationships of authority, it generally, I have to say not all the time, but generally, it can stem back to their relationship with their parents. 
which leads me to the final part of today's talk, to talk openly about the times when it's difficult to honour your parents. If you're a follower of Jesus, it can be difficult to honour your parents when your parents pressure or influence you to not to live your life for Jesus. And this is not just the case for parents who are not Christian. There are also parents who identify themselves as Christians who would influence, advise, and sometimes pressure their children to live quite worldly ways and priorities than Jesus' ways and priorities. In those situations, there are limits to obeying your parents. And we have to remember that our allegiance to Jesus comes above our allegiance to parents. And this will mean disobeying our parents if obedience to them would mean disobedience to Jesus. It's not always clear-cut, but that is the main principle. But I do have to say there are ways to do that honourably and respectfully. Other situations in which honouring parents is really hard is when parents are just dishonourable, when you feel like they don't deserve such honour. And this can happen for a variety of reasons. But the worst cases are when they have treated you badly, and this is such a painful area with such deep hurts. Parents have let us down and at worst abused their position over us. In these situations, we can see that honouring them is possible when we might honour their God-given position and still acknowledge and not deny who they are, what they've done, and how much it has hurt you. This is actually one way honour is shown in the military. They have this term called salute the uniform. And what that means is that you may not have a lot of respect for the person in the uniform, but you respect the uniform, you honour the uniform, because many people wear that uniform, and some of them are honourable. And if you don't honour the uniform, we're actually going to dishonour those who wear it honourably. So even when it comes to be in a situation where it's really hard to honour your mother and father, you can in respect and obedience to God, honour fatherhood and honour motherhood. You can salute the proverbial uniform of mother and father because of the position that a mother and father has, not because of their merit. There was a long period in my Christian life that I really resented my parents and particularly my dad. I was disappointed and very angry with how lacking my dad was in teaching and guiding me into adulthood. And I showed my dishonour towards him by just not having him involved in my life. I never consulted him for any advice. I never shared with him what was going on in my life. I pretty much just boxed him out. But in my mid-twenties, as I matured more in my faith and as an adult, my attitude towards my dad began to change. I was able to let go of my resentment and begin to honour him and in some ways salute his position of being my father. And as I look back, I think there were three kind of things or three stages that really helped me to get to that place. Firstly, I was able to show grace. 
I just began to let go of the expectations that I had for him, and some of which were just unreasonable. I actually began to accept that my parents are sinners too. And so I can't expect them to be perfect, which then allowed me to secondly show forgiveness by no longer holding onto those past hurts and disappointments against my dad, those things that did impact me in the past, but I've decided to not let those things go and bring those things to an end by forgiveness. And by letting go of the past and hurts and disappointments, I was able to take get myself to a place to show thanks, to recognise that although my parents were not perfect, they actually showed more sacrificial love than I had previously recognised. As I got older as an adult, I actually began to appreciate more and more what it meant for them, for them to be pretty much exiled from Vietnam during the war to then migrate to Australia, which would have been absolutely foreign to them, And for my sake, they have made a sacrifice and I began to reflect a sustained, a resilience and endurance that I don't think I would fully fathom in my lifetime. Only now can I begin to ask those questions of what it would have been like for them. And I don't think they can fully express that to me. And so even within my lifetime, I don't think I can fully appreciate what sacrifice truly means and the type of resilience and endurance that they had to really build up. And for that, I'm very thankful to God for them. And really, I couldn't have only done that through the grace and forgiveness that God has shown me. Because when you realise that God is a father, a good, good and perfect father, That warms your heart, but it also makes you realise just how rebellious of a child you are. And so as you begin to realise how much of a good father God is, you get a sword to your heart and realise just how disgraceful you are to him. That God could rightly disown me, but God came as Jesus Christ And he lived a perfect life as an obedient child to have lived a life that I could not have lived, to die and pay the death that I should have paid for so that you and I could be free and loved and forgiven. And for that, God deserves all honour and praise. He deserves all honour and praise for his sacrifice, for his love to not only be exiled from one country to another, but to be exiled from heaven to earth and endure such pain, to have a resilience, a resilience that blood shed on the cross would not deter him so that we will be accepted as his children. As that sinks into your heart, You come to God and you're like, God, you deserve all honour and praise. And part of giving God all honour and praise is to honour God by honouring your parents. Your parents whom God bestowed his divine nature on, such that your parents are God-like as being your original source, your original carer, your original protector, your original teacher, your original benefactor. Mum and dad are therefore weighty 
And so we honor them unto God. We honor them unto God. Please join me in prayer. Our Father in heaven, as we seek to honor and glorify you, may you help us to also see your divine perspective of your design and order for families. May we honor your design and rule by honoring our God-given parents. And in doing so, we may also honor your good rule in all the authorities that seek to serve us so that we would live in your blessing and live long into eternity through our obedience in response to your fatherly grace and forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.